and I like to really try to pull in that, that children's ministry department. So if you are under the age of 12, 11 or under, 11 or under, I want someone bold to try and take a guess here and tell me what does it mean to honor something or someone? Jude? What? Respect? Anybody have anything else? Honor? Some? Go ahead. Go ahead. She's looking at me like, are you talking to me? <laughs> you want the microphone? You want, you want an answer? Honor something or someone? What does it mean? You want me to pass? We'll come back to you? Okay, you think about it. All right. All right. Anybody else? Honor something or someone? Well, I wanted the under 11-year-olds, but I'll go ahead and jump up. Who, where are we at? Where are we at? Oh, see, I'm thinking you're like 16 now, Graham. All right. What do you got? Obedience. Obedience. Okay. All right. So, honor. You know, the dictionary talks about High respect and great esteem. So now I got another one. What are some, what is one way that you could honor your mother or father? What is one way that you could honor your mother or father? Anyone, what's one way you could honor your mother or father? Anybody under the age of 18? Okay. Listen to them. I would love to hear your answer. We've only had one... I'll give you a list later. <laughs> Obey them? Okay. Res respectful in public, that's a representation of your family. Okay. Anyone else? What are some ways you could honor your mother and father? Mother or father. <laughs> All right. Well, parents, you can give them a list when you get home because they need help with that. Do you know the Bible commands all of us to do just that? The Bible says to honor your father and mother. This is Exodus 20 and 12 says, honor your father and mother. Then you will live a long life in the land the Lord your God is giving you. So scripturally, God connects this with blessing without, or with honoring your mom and dad. So you guys could have been, you guys, I know a lot of you have been downstairs. You've been um, doing your own thing down there. But we've been in a series 
on the Ten Commandments. And it, we ju- it just so happened. I did not do this on purpose. I did not lay out the Ten Commandments. God wrote it with his finger in the tables of stone. Uh, he did this, not me. But it just so happens that the Fifth Commandment is honor your father and mother, and it falls on Family Wednesday. So God wants you to hear this. Anybody 11 or under could stand up right now and tell me all 10 commandments. <laughs> what? Oh, I told him that. That was too early. All right. Well, now you guys got it. So anybody can tell me what those 10 commandments are? Anyone? Nobody want, anybody want to take a shot? Anyone in the youth group could name all Ten Commandments? What? Oh, that, well done, touche. You, you think you can do it? No, 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 I'm asking, I'm asking somebody else. Anybody? Okay, nobody in the youth group. Moving on to the adults. Any adults think they could stand up and name the Ten Commandments? Nobody wants to take a shot? All right, no lie. I am dead serious, no lie. I was going to give somebody $50 cash if they could do it. <laughs> so I, I am honestly a little bit happy that nobody even tried. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'll save that and go out to eat somewhere. But we have the Ten Commandments, and they are listed now. There they are. See, ten things that God lays out. And so far in our series on the Ten Commandments, we've covered the first four, which has to do, if I could put them into one word, it has to do with worship, idolatry, swearing, not the way you think swearing. You'll have to go back and listen to the, to the whole message. And Sabbath. By the way, all these messages, even if you're downstairs at you, children's ministry, these are always online. And I know that if you're ministering downstairs, don't don't skip it. Like, make sure you go back and listen, because this is li- these are life principles that you really want to tune in, even if you're pouring out to someone, someone else. But tonight, we're going to look at this fifth commandment of honor in the Ten Commandments in today's series. Um, any, any adult or child recognize the name Samuel Johnson? Does that name ring a bell to anybody, Samuel Johnson? That good-looking guy right there, his name is Samuel Johnson. Well, I should say as it was, but thanks to men like Samuel Johnson, we have a dictionary. Now, but before his dictionary, uh, it, it caused quite a stir. He, before that, he was first the son of a poor bookseller in England. Each day here in the 1700s, that's when he lived, Samuel's dad carried an armload of books to his booth at the city market. But one day, he wasn't feeling too well, but he still needed the cash. And so his son Samuel was old enough to stand in for his dad. So his dad asked Samuel to go to the market for him that day, and Samuel said no. Years later, his dad fell ill again, but this time... Samuel's dad did not recover. 
1731, Samuel Johnson's dad died. Samuel was 22 years old. Samuel moved on from that place and moved himself to London. In 1755, he compiled the Dictionary of the English Language. Now, that dictionary was not the first dictionary, but it was the most widely used dictionary for 150 years until Oxford English Dictionary moved into town. Dr. Johnson was a smashing success, but he could never forget the day when he was a boy. His dad was a poor bookseller. In the middle of his father's sickness, he would not go to stand in and help him. That regret gnawed at his conscience, if I could say it like a, like a termite on a two-by-four. But he never could ask his dad for forgiveness because his dad was dead and gone. And one rainy day, Dr. Johnson made his way all the way back to that small village where his dad's booth used to stand. And he stood right there in the pouring rain for over an hour without any covering over his head. He stood as a sign of repentance for dishonoring his dad 50 years earlier. The town was amazed that he remembered or even cared about what he did or did not do for his dad a half a century earlier. But he did. And the people of that village remembered his repentance for years after the town celebrated what they called Johnson's Penance. They gathered around the monument they built to remember the way that he honored his dad, and they told the story year in and year out. You see, the fifth commandment of the Ten Commandments tells us to honor our father and our mother. This is a command from God, and it's not only for children, it's for adults too. And so, my mom's probably back there, amen, but tonight is an important turning point in our series Think about the first four commandments God gave Moses. We can, we can look. Number one, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Number two, thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image. Three, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. And four, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. All four of those first commandments have to do with our relationship with God. Now, the last six commandments have to do with our relationship with each other. Isn't that interesting? Ten commandments and more than half have to do with each other and more than they do even with God. Because God is very interested, not just in his relationship with us, but in our relationship with others. If we say, man, I am an incredible Christian, I love God, and treat other people like garbage, you are not a good example of a Christian. And so, this second uh, part of the commandments begins with honor your father and mother. This command often raises a lot of questions, a lot of eyebrows, not only among children, but maybe many of us, people even here today or watching online, maybe who never knew your parents, had parents who treated you poorly. Some had parents who walked out on them. Some are right now in the process of having parents walk out on them. And when you hear something like this, your mind will go, yeah, right, honor my mother and father. They ain't even around. Honor my mother and father. Do you know the way they treat me? Honor my mother and father. Even as adults, some of you whose parents have maybe been gone for a long time could fight back tears going, you don't know about my childhood. I'm trying to hear all this honor my mother and father stuff. 
So questions are raised, and, and, and this is what God's, God's commands, though. Here's the thing. They were not predicated on our parents' response or our parents' character. It just says, honor your mother and father. And so the questions are raised such as, how do I honor a mom or a dad who doesn't honor God? How do I honor a mom or a dad? I don't know. How do I honor a mom or dad? I mean, isn't a Sunday in May and a Sunday in June enough? Do I still honor my parents when I become a parent myself? What about if my parents abused me, neglected me? Do I honor my parents even after they're gone? The Hebrew word here for honor means to, it refers to weight or importance. So if anything, God, if you took the literal translation, God is literally saying, make your parents heavy. Now, that does not mean bake them cookies every night and take them McDonald's and see if you can make them gain weight. (laughs) It means giving them a place of importance or influence in your life. But what about parents who let you down, who hurt you, who abused you, who maybe are still abusing you? Following this command from God is still not out of reach. It may be difficult, but it's not out of reach. You can still honor God by honoring them. And perhaps if I could present this to you, possibly the greatest way you can honor your parents is by forgiving them for where they have messed up. And when I typed this in preparation for tonight, I actually felt the Holy Ghost when I was typing that part. Because even if you have already buried them, forgive them. It's incredible. Can can I forgive somebody? I missed my chance to forgive them. I already buried them. It's not too late to forgive them. To just say, God, I forgive them. Would you please forgive them too? That's a tough prayer to pray, especially if you've gone through some things that I know some of you have gone through. Unforgiveness is a cruel warden that locks you up, and the person who hurt you walks free. Freedom is in your grasp if you'll forgive them today. You know what's interesting about this? Of all the Ten Commandments, this is the only commandment that is, that is listed with a promise from God. This is the only one. It says, honor your father. But then you will live a long, full life in the land that the Lord your God's given you. When we honor our father and mother, God promised our days would be long in the earth. And just one short chapter after this one, God spoke this to anyone who had a tough time of the fifth commandment. Here's what he says in 21.17. He says, anyone who dishonors father or mother must be put to death. Yikes. Man. Deuteronomy 21 gives more detail. 21.18 to 21. It says, suppose a man has a stubborn and rebellious son. Don't look at your kids right now, by the way who will not obey his father or mother, even though they discipline him, because that's, that's, that's a biblical concept too. People are kind of afraid of that these days, but that's a biblical concept too. 
In such a case, the father and mother must take the son to the elders as they hold court at the town gate. The parents must say to the elders, this son of ours is stubborn and rebellious, refuses to obey, he's a glutton and a drunkard. Then all the men of his town must stone him to death. In this way, you'll purge this evil from among you and all Israel will hear about it and be afraid. I'm pretty sure that all of us watching online or here tonight are going, that's a little extreme, right? And so that's pretty severe. Death by stoning would be a pretty strong deterrent. There were a lot of Old Testament fathers that were not eligible for father of the year. God knows dads were going to be imperfect. Moms would be busy. Dads would take their anger out on their kids. Moms would lose their temper. He knew this. I mean, he created us in his image, but he knows we're a fallen, sinful people. And so back then, thank God, this is the law in this portion. We're not doing this anymore. We're, this is... This is, this is something back then. But God was teaching them something about, hey, I'm calling you to honor. I, I'm, I want you to know I take this serious. Honor your parents. And the command to honor them was still there even if, they didn't, even if the parent didn't honor God. Because in honoring them, children's ministry, in honoring your mom and dad, you're not just honoring your mom and dad. You're honoring God by following his command to honor your mom and dad. And eventually, you see, kids grow up and they will have children of their own and expect those children to honor them. If there, haven't, if there hasn't been much honor in your house, and this is something for children, youth, adults, if there hasn't been much honor in your house, break the cycle. Because what happens is it continues to be passed down from generation to generation. If you're in the youth group, if you can begin to honor your parents, even if your parents didn't honor their parents, you could say, this stops here. I, when I get married, when I have kids, we're going to have a home that honors, that we're going to follow the commands of God. If you're a parent and say, I just wish this kid of mine would show me honor, but then you go visit your parents and you say, oh, you don't know what you're talking about, blah, blah, blah. Then how are you teaching your child to honor you when you're not honoring your parents? Honor your parents the way you would hope to be honored when and if you are a parent. What do your kids look like if they honor you like you honor your parents? Honor doesn't mean we cannot disagree. It means we cannot dishonor. I wish I could stand here and say, I'll be transparent for this moment, I wish I could stand here and say I always, always honored my parents. But have a conversation with my mom over a root beer float downstairs and she'll have some stories for you. <laughs> my mom found out about a couple things I did even like 15 years after the fact that I did them and I think she's still angry with me about a few things. <laughs> We're working through it. But I gave her a, this image of a good young man. But uh, I did not always honor my parents. And I did not always honor my dad. So my dad, toward the end of his life, did some things that I didn't always agree with. And I would openly tell him about it. And there's a difference between standing for something and dishonoring someone. And it's a fine line. And there are plenty of conversations that 
Um, he died, and he's gone now for several years. But there are plenty of conversations I would take back. And I would walk this line with just a little bit more intention of disagreeing but not dishonoring. And so, word, of, word to the wise, a cautious word, is your parents will not always be here with you. And sometimes you know the end is coming. And sometimes you get a phone call that just shocks you and rocks your world. You just don't want to go, man, I wish I would have. You see? For those who think the Old Testament is not as important as the New Testament, you're wrong, by the way. But Paul says the same things in the New Testament. Ephesians 6, verse 1, he says, children, are you listening, children? That was awesome, because I said children, and about seven heads looked up. (laughs) Children, obey your parents, because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Now, if you believe in the Bible, you have scripture that is telling you in the Old and New Testament, you should be honoring your mom and dad. He says, honor your father and mother. This is the, Paul, look what he says. This is the first commandment with promise. And he says, if you honor your father and mother, things will go well. You'll have long life in the earth. He's quoting back to the Old Testament. And then in Colossians, he says in 3.20, he says, children, always obey your parents for this pleases the Lord. So if you're here saying, I just want to please God. Well, this is a really easy way to do it. Not always easy, though, is it? Honor your mother and your father. But it's not like God doesn't have commands or principles for parents, too. Check out the very next verse, verse 4. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. So guess what? Kind of like we grab bits and pieces that we like. Kids, the Bible says you're supposed to listen to me. Kind of like husbands say, my wife is supposed to submit to my authority. And the next verse says, in husbands, you're supposed to love your wives like Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. Well, oh, that's great. Yeah, I'm just going to love you like Jesus loved. That's not hard. That's like the most unselfish, sacrificial love that we'll never be able to live live up to. But boy, we got something to aim for. So I'm not just going to say, you need to respect me or submit to me. No, no, no. I need to love you like Christ loved the church, was willing to give himself for for her. And if I do my part, I don't ever have to have a conversation about submission and respect. And when I love my kids and I say, listen, I'm not going to have a conversation that says, oh, oh, you just need to honor me. No, I I believe that respect and honor is two-sided. Now, I know some would disagree with that. I don't need to honor my kid. They're my kid. I'm in charge around this place. I agree. I think God has spiritual authority lined up, and he's lined up in the home, too. But I want my children to feel respected because I think my kids learn something about honor and respect if I show them honor and respect. And so I'm not going to disrespect them and then tell them to, to, to respect me. 
And so he says, fathers, do not aggravate your children or they will become discouraged in the next verse. But the end of that, I forgot to read the end of that previous verse. He says, rather bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. Now, again, that's the second time we've read about discipline. And again, I know today, boy, I could walk out on that thin ice and I'm going to fall through. Because even in Christian homes, I know the idea of discipline varies. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to base my personal discipline to my children on Scripture. Scripture talks about spare the rod, spoil the child. Scripture says uh, things about rod of correction, that there should be in my home, if you directly defy me as a little child, don't do that again. If you make a choice to not, there, no parent should ever lay a hand on a child out of anger. Not ever, not one second ever. If you're angry and you get there, and so do I, go in the other room, I'll talk to you in a minute. Get yourself under control before you try to handle discipline. A parent that shouts and screams at their child and then tries to teach their child self-control, it's, not, it's never going to happen because you're not modeling that in front of the child. And so, so for me, I'm not going to be like, knock it off, I told you, ah! and then say when they have a fit, don't be shouting and screaming. See, that's probably not going to work well. But if we can control our emotions and say, here's what's going to happen. If you make a choice, not, not mistakes. Kid knocks over a milk. That's it. You're, that's, that's, that's a mistake. But direct defiance. I told you, you made a choice, and now there is a consequence to your action. This is so important because if they don't learn that in the home, they're going to learn it on the job. They're going to learn it in the judicial system, in the school system. This is all of life. Or eventually, if they didn't learn it somewhere, they're going to learn it in eternity. I want to teach it to them before their life gets too difficult and we're looking at possible eternal consequences. Is discipline easy? Absolutely not. Does discipline take a strong parent? Yes, it does. But I have to love my kids enough to not say, well, they'll learn it on a sporting team. They'll learn it in school. They'll learn it on a job. They'll learn it somewhere. No, I have to be the one to teach them these things so when they get to those next places, they already have the self-control to say, there are boundaries for a reason, and I'm going to align my life with these boundaries because I want to excel. And at the end of the day, God's word teaches us. If God says, here's what I expect of you, I'm not, God doesn't bend rules and be like, okay, well, no, if he says this is what I expect of you, I want my kids to know this is what God expects of me, and I want to align my life with that. So we read about discipline. Parents, don't be afraid of discipline. I, know that I, I, knew, I knew the youth and the children would not be going, amen, pastor, that's a good word. <laughs> I remember once in a while my pastor would touch on this stuff and I'd be like, I hope my mom and dad aren't listening. I hope they're just, hopefully they're just tuning out. And... But don't be afraid of discipline, but you have to, we, we have to. I say we because I have young kids too. We have to do it in a godly way. And so for me, 
I'm going to try to align my life with scripture, make sure my spirit is right, even in discipline. But I am, I'm going to, you better believe there are some battles worth fighting for. And my kids are some of those battles. And I'm going to do everything I can to be as strong as I can. And strong does not mean that they fear me all the time. But strong means strength that draws that line and says, here's the rules of the home. If you defy the rules, there's going to be consequences to these rules. Because I love you too much to let you go uncontrolled in yourself to where you're going to get into school, society, sporting, all these different things, or eventually eternity, and, and you have not learned to align your, your life with laws and principles. Parents, let's be more intentional than ever. Amen? Amen. But, so there's, there's scripture for parents, there's scripture for kids. But this particular command, as I, as I bring this to a close, is honor your father and your mother. I want the blessing of God on my life. If you have parents who have hurt you, or maybe you're still young and at home and they're still hurting you. I'm not saying just take that. If there is, I hate that I even have to say this, but if there is physical or sexual abuse or something going on to where somebody is hitting you or hurting you, I'm not preaching. Just stay there and take it. If you are a child or someone, a minor, and there's something going on in your home at any time, you need, to, you need to let someone know. I am here for you. I am on your side. And that is unacceptable. You need to let someone know if that ever happens. Authorities need to know. And I will help you in that process if that ever happened. But what I am saying is if you're still at home, and I'm not talking about physical abuse. By the way, if someone is, a parent is calm and they have, and you're a six-year-old and you're directly defied and they gave you a spanking, I ain't going to the police with you, just so you know. That's scriptural. And if you need the difference between a spanking and physical abuse, come see me. I'll explain the difference. But if you are a young child or if you are a minor and, and, and you're still living at home, remember, if there are things going on where you're going, man, my parents, they berate me, they belittle me, they shout at me, they do these things. And I'm sitting here going, I'm not saying that's okay. Lord knows I've raised my voice a time or two and have to go into my kids and said, oh, my kids could tell you. There's been times I went and laid on Kira's bed next to her and said, I just want to tell you I'm really sorry. Parenting is the hardest thing I've ever done. And it's not because my kids are bad. They can be at times, but they're not. But it's because it just tries. I mean, you're, 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 it's, it's the greatest gift God ever gives you. And if you're a parent, you know there's some days you go to bed and you're like, man, I did all right. I'm a pretty good dad. And there's other days you go to bed and you're like, why did he give me one? Why did he, give me th why did he trust me with three? I'm, an, I'm, I'm terrible at this. 
There's times where I've walked in and, and Kira could tell you, I could say, I'm sorry. Because I think they learned something in that too because repentance is a beautiful, it can be a beautiful thing. And so I don't want to act like I'm always perfect. No, when I'm not perfect, I'm, I want to say like, I messed up and I'm really sorry. Because I want to teach them to do the same. But if you're in a home and, and you're struggling and, and maybe your parents are not treating you like you feel they should, which when you go through your teenage years, it'll happen a lot. And that doesn't mean they're always wrong. <laughs> but I'm talking about extreme cases because I know that the statistics show things about the way people talk and abuse and things. I know these are real things. I will just tell you to remember there is nothing like the power of prayer. There's nothing like the power of prayer. But you can honor your parents by doing two incredible things. This is for every child. This is youth. This is adult. This is all of us in person, online, you can do two incredible things for your parents. Number one, you can forgive them. No, you don't under. No, no, no. If you walk out of here, I understand the pain is deep. The scars are many. I understand it's, it still hurts. I'm not saying it's easy, but it is still your choice tonight. You can forgive them. And then you can pray for them. And tonight, I invite you to do just that. I know that for many of you, you're the only person in your family that's here. And so I'm going to open up these altars and you're going to find a place to pray. And I think we all could pray with or for our parents. If they're not here, chances are there still are some things that might be in there that you're like, man, I, I thought I was all right, but I gotta forgive. And maybe they're here. Maybe they're alive and you can call them. But maybe they're here tonight. And I understand that once we start having kids, you know, typically our minds go to more of the lens of my children. And for you guys, you're just thinking through the lens possibly of your parents. But when you have young kids, you're more thinking through the lens of your kids and you're not necessarily looking back, but this is a command to honor your father and mother that your days may be long in the life and in the land that God's given us. And so I know that maybe too, we minister, we do different things. We don't really think about praying with our parents and maybe that's even really awkward and you're like, oh,
But on Family Wednesday, and a message that we just talked about, honoring your father and your mother, I, uh, I feel like it would be appropriate and a good idea and if you would be willing to just be uncomfortable for one night if this makes you uncomfortable. And if your parent is here, to find that parent and to pray with that parent. Now, in the case of my family, just to give some guidance, my wife's mother is here, but we have kids. My mother is here. Well, I would encourage my wife and her sister to find their mom. And I'm going to pray with my mom. And my kids will just divide and conquer. Titus can go with you since he's with you. That's just just an idea. But you see what I'm saying here? And if you don't have a parent here, I want us to just find a place to pray. Maybe your parent isn't even alive anymore. right off the bat see when we're not used to this we're like uh, okay but just blame it on the pastor walk up and be like hey let's do this alright but don't just get it out of the way because this really could be a really powerful moment if you're in the youth group you find your parents but no matter what try to find your parent if they are here. And if they are not, then begin to pray because I just feel like something supernaturally powerful could take place tonight. If some people will forgive some things that were done or not done, that probably should have been done and should not have been done. But if we can forgive and we can begin to pray for them if they're still alive. Honor my father and my mother that my days may be long in the land that he's given me. The first commandment with promise. I want, I want, to, I want to align my life with that commandment. So I invite you to stand to your feet right now. And I invite everybody to find a place to pray and find an altar